yeah, 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 uh. Tell them since I said so. Hey, hey, tell them since I said so. Hey, hey, tell them since I said so. Yeah, yeah. What it do and what it is. This is the Sensei Said So Show. I am your Sensei, VO Sensei, 24th Red Kage, the music clan. And we back season two with the man. Hold up, hold up, hold up, hold up, hold up. Y'all already know who it is. It's Shadow the Villain. It's a little Shadow Vert in the building. Pull your double cups up two times. Two more time for season two. Welcome back. Welcome back. Thank you for listening. Thank you for everybody who's checked out the new website. If you haven't already, but you're listening to this, go to the website. Check out all the hard work that's being done by the team to set it up, to give you a beautiful platform to stream your favorite conversation. And we continue the conversation. We continue season two with talking to people that you may not have had a chance to hear from. Talking to people who have the opinions that we need to hear. We got another guest in here. MC Say, how you doing? I'm doing good, man. Welcome. MC Say, formerly known as, or you can call me Say, or Say Suave. Say, hey, say, say Suave. Hey. <laughs> I like that one. So you're from the city. You've been around. You you see what's going on. And there's something that we always like to start our show, for anybody who's new listening, with talking about what's going on in the city. Because, you know, this is where we're based out of Utah, Salt Lake. You're from Ogden. Yes, sir. Yeah, you know, we, we branching out to shout Ogden out as to well. The, uh, shout guy. out to Shout out to Weber State. It's cold uh, and old. Weber it State football team. They just they just uh, advanced to the second round of the FC FCS playoffs. So, yeah. yeah, against uh, SUU. My cousin played for SUU. Shout out to Chinedu. So that's hey. gonna be a good game. I'm gonna be up in there. So there's a little bit of going on in the city. Catch that game if y'all if y'all can. So that's the positive of what's going on in the city and the O. But in Utah in general, there's something that we touched on early in season one. So if you missed it, go back. I think it was the first episode where we talked about the new DUI law. Right. Well, that day has finally come. Damn. It's here. So if you don't know, if you're not familiar, the new blood alcohol level is point zero five. Yep. Be aware yep. when you come into these borders. <laughs> we'll just say that much. So, I mean, we've, we've expressed our thoughts on season one, and we'll touch on them for the people who've been lacking. But let's start with MC Say. What's going on? How do you feel about being a resident in the city? What are your thoughts on the new law? I mean, it's a, it's a power move, in my opinion. That's, I mean, it generates big money. I don't know if you've ever had a DUI. I've had two of them. And, it's a power trip. You're right. Uh, I'm and, tripping. And it's a straight up, like, it's it's a big money move. You know what I mean? Because now, basically, in my thought, that just makes everything pl- probable cause. Right? Exactly. So if you're driving and they see you leave an establishment that sells alcohol, now you are at probable cause to be pulled over to be checked for a DUI. And I've every time I've ever got a DUI, the only thing that ever gets me is the breathalyzer. The only time, because all of my functions and skills have been fine. I've passed yeah. every test they've ever given me, and at the very end, they're always like, well, I'm going to need you to breathe into this, sir. <laughs> well, you might as well just throw the cuffs on me now. Now, especially at point five, that's crazy. That's like a drink that you would have at your dinner. That's a at glass of wine. That's damn near that's mouthwash. Like a, yeah, that's a Y'all glass of wine at your, at your dinner now that's literally going to put you in jeopardy to to be part of the system and once you're in that system it's really hard to get out and you know people think that's a like a joke or that's a cliche oh man if you really want to get out you get out i've missed fines before or have been late on payments and they've they've reinstated every single charge snowball effect yeah it's you know and it, it is hard to get out and it's just mass money is really what it is it's just a way for this state to generate more money and for them to put a stronghold on the alcohol laws that they're already, you know, choking out. They love it, but but they shouldn't because we need more tourism to come into the city and, and it's expanding and it's growing. So right. it's, it's crazy how counterproductive that sounds and it looks for our state. It's crazy you know? to think that we're fighting to get the Winter Olympics back here, but we're going to be dropping our alcohol. Laws. Right. For them right. to do what? For them to come and watch people to do, doing what? Crazy. And when they can go a state away, they can get all the liquor they want and marijuana. Right. <laughs> It, it it affects a lot of industries, but really what it does, like you were saying, when the, there's an old saying, the pen is mightier than the sword, and this is another example of it. It's hard to do their job without the law enforcing it. So they open up the law, you know, they put loopholes in the law, they reduce things, they open up probable cause. 
because we're supposed to be protected by the Constitution, but the Constitution is man-made. It can be changed. It can be altered just like anything. So this just feels like another example of them opening up another door. Actually, it feels more like they're closing a door but opening a window. They're right, saying, right. hey, no, we don't. We love the people. Salt, the Salt Lake police came out and they were trying to say that they were doing new reforms and new acts in order to get the trust of the people. Right, the trust of the community. But then you close that door. You say, hey, no, we got your, we got your back. Then they open a window and say, but here, we got to uphold this new law that's just going to cast a wider net to catch more civilians, make right. more money. Right. It's scary. It, it is, but I mean, I, I try to look at a silver lining into anything, right? So I think a good thing about it could be like the big boom in like Ubers and Lyft. I right. Mean, you know what I mean? So that could be good. And I honestly think if that these bars and establishments really want to stay positive about this, then they should offer free shuttle services. I know there's a couple bars in like Ogden. I know that like Brewskies and City Club have one that's a free shuttle that runs from like eight o'clock at night to I think like twelve thirty at night. That's dope. And they just shuttle you. So if you live, you know, in Layton, they will drive you back and forth. And I think that if that's going to be something that they're changing, that more bars really need to start looking into that and open up more jobs jobs to help fight this. Um, you know, because it's kind of crazy to think that they're going to really force that on us. So give right. us, just, give us, just to funnel all the funds right. into the Uber and the and the Lyft system, right? Yeah, without no. any other option because point five is there's no other option. Yeah. yeah. That's realistically that's what they're telling us. They're telling us y'all have to pay for Ubers and Lyfts now because that's what we're introducing into the city in this expansion. So sorry. Yeah. Yeah. The establishments that the watering holes, the establishments that allow us to drink at, I think they need to take action against that and offer services like that where their free shuttle rides home if they want their patrons to still come in. Mm. Right. Because we want to be safe. We want everybody to be responsible, but it it's a line that's being crossed from responsible to just being told what you're supposed to do right it, it's pushing an agenda it's hard i try to keep like you know agendas out of it but you always want to look at motives money is of course the first one you look at but it's also this i feel like it's a backlash we have a big drug culture problem going on and we're going to talk about that here in the next little bit even though this is the we want to be thankful but we got to talk about the issues with all this other stuff that's going on, if you've paid attention to what's happening in Kearns or West Valley, where more kids are getting shot, drive-bys are happening. Three shootings in Utah, in Ogden. Three shootings in Ogden within 26 hours. Yay. With two, with two casualties. That's what I'm saying. So with everything that's happening, Utah's becoming a big city, but I don't think Utah's prepared to open up these issues and say, we do have, we're starting to have big city issues. Let's bring it to the light and address it. They're trying to like, cover over it right so hey let's make it look like our city's more pure we're pushing it back on alcohol and driving to keep the kids safe exactly so let's go ahead and let's listen to some music we started off on on a little bit of a somber note somber sober close say sober (laughs) especially in this holiday season so when we come back from this musical break we're gonna get thankful and we're gonna remind you guys that this is the season of thanks so be grateful 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 I don't need nobody, bitch, I got myself If you love yourself, you won't need nobody else True, 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 true uh. I don't need nobody, bitch, I got myself If you love yourself, you won't need nobody else True You are listening to the Sensei Said So Show.
was Selfish by Macon. Macon. Guest of the show, friend of the show. As you already know, all the music is in the description. So if you're on the website, you can look. You can find all the music that we play. Thank you for subscribing. Keep tuning in. Keep tuning in. We're in the season of thanks. You can find it on the Sensei Said So show that this episode and Mo just look down below. We want to be thankful. That's the whole name of the game. We just had Thanksgiving. We about to have Christmas. It's a wonderful time. But we have all the cliches. With the classes that I teach, I make them do a gratitude list because when you're positive and you start your day, you it's called the happiness advantage. Right. The happier you are, the better you perform. But I hear the cliches all the time. I'm thank you for family, love, community, all this stuff. And it's great. But there's a couple of things that I don't think we're thankful full enough. <laughs> so let's. I want to dive into a couple of them. The first one I want, I think we should talk about that we don't thank enough, is we need to thank Obama. Thank you. Yes. We need yes. to say a big we thank do. you for Obama because we're willing to solicit this thank you because he's not begging for thank yous like your current president is begging for thank yous from a basketball father. He out here snatching thank yous out of family's mouths. He out here snatching thank yous out of father's mouths. On Twitter. <laughs> On Twitter. So I just want to get, I mean, MC Say, you're our guest, so I'm going to send it over to you really fast. What's your feeling on just the climate and what's going on? It is wild, man. You know, we from how far we've come as a country and as a group of people to right. see that it's kind of like spin-telling back. You know, like I feel like we're more divided now than we have been in a while, in a long while, in a long while. And it's... It's everywhere, man. And, yeah, you know, we got to be thankful for President Obama. He did such amazing things, though, just just as a person, just as a person that he was, um, like doing the Smithsonian music uh, series that he did, a right. tribute to, like, Ray Charles, a yeah. tribute to country music. You know what I mean? And, and I feel like that's something that he embraced culture. And he and it didn't matter. It just wasn't black culture that he was embracing and and was helping th- like flourish. He was embracing everything that built America. Right. And as of right now, I think a lot of people are just getting so stuck on this idea, especially the slogan, right? Make America great again. Like what the, that, the last eight implies. years were a great time. Exactly. Who so wasn't it, it great for? And that's the question. We is know if you're saying that. make America great again. Then what was wrong with the current last eight years? Who had the issue with it? Because the president had so many different qualities. Paul of being a politician is just making your people feel good, like in right. a situation. Real leadership, right? Leadership. Right. You need to have well, it. And, and he, he built great relationships with, with people that we didn't have with countries. We didn't have right. relationships yeah, good diplomacy. for a while. He I mean, did a right. lot. You know, he, he did a lot with Cuba. He was one of the first presidents to go to Cuba in like 40 years. Exactly. You know, and he he built a relationship there. It's Um, the difference between a leader and a boss. Right now, our president is a boss. Right. Obama was a leader. And one of the differences is he has humility, even in his mistakes, like everything that's going on in Libya. If you're if for the people who know what's going on, if you don't know, do your Googles. But there's a situation going on. Free to kids. And you can look at it and say part of the reason why, if not the main contributor, was the the removal of Gaddafi. Right. And Obama and them have came out and said that though their intentions were right, it was the biggest mistake of his presidency. You think Donald Trump would ever admit a mistake during his presidency? He's not. No, he's he's not doing it now. <laughs> he ain't even asking for permission to bomb countries. What you mean? Right. <laughs> Apologies. He ain't, he ain't worried about nothing they got to say about him. It's it's a it's a weird time that we live in that we can't even look up to the highest office and say, damn, that's a representation of America. But at the same time, maybe he is the rep- representation of America. Well, he could be the representation that we need because Ooh. now the people get a voice. And now we've seen more than ever that we do have a voice and our voices can be heard. I mean, that's, you know, that's the voice that, that put him in office was the voice of the people. Because if you look at the polls and everything else, it looked like Hillary was winning by a landslide. But right, you know, but the, the voice of the people, you know, may have been the wrong choice at that time, but their voice got them here. And now we're hearing people voice their opinions and fight against things that are going on right now. And we're a little, you know, it's a little more stronger. Our voices are being heard now more than ever, I feel. So in the same sense, there's that silver lining of this is a good time. I mean, you know, his mistakes are giving us our power back if we use it the right way. I agree with that. And that's one of the things I have on the list that we need to be thankful for. 
Because part of the reason why we have our voice is because of the internet. Yeah. Yep. So we all need to take a time to say thank you to the thank internet. The internet <laughs> thank you thank to the you internet, internet and yes. fuck you to the internet exactly. at the same time. <laughs> Isn't that a dilemma that the internet is just such a great thing and it's also such a piece of shit at it's the same just time? Crazy. It's it's the people. It's how it's used. Is it makes it's a new way of, of life, though. It's a new yeah. it's a new way of communication. It's a new way of society. And that's the hard part is once you introduce it, you can't really ever go back. Right. right. And so, yeah. So vote no to um, Internet neutrality. Yeah, definitely. That not. is right. not a good idea. We got to keep the Internet pure. The Internet is the I call it the ultimate equalizer. Like I'm, I'm Nigerian. We're going to get to immigrant backgrounds a little bit because we also got to be thankful for immigrants. But I grew up in a household where it was school or you're a bum. <laughs> you go to school or you're a bum and the internet changed all of that. The internet gave a voice. It gave a platform for anybody who didn't want to be held back. Anybody who wanted to say, I'm taking my reality in my own hands. The internet gave us the power to do that. Mm-hmm. Right. But it was revolutionary. I mean, think about like when Ford and like the automobile came out. Right. Right. It helped, it helped shape America. And now with like tech companies like Google and all these other tech companies that are coming out that are platform and based right out of San Fernando Valley, California. It's just been the new wave of revolution for for money and for profit and for culture in America. I think about I think about it all the time and how blessed we are to live in the era that we live. If we tried to do what we're trying to do in ninety three Ooh. That's a hail mary. We're just, <laughs> yeah. yeah. I don't even know how you get started. Like, you, yeah. well, I mean, read cloud, a book first. cloud is, is it was the only way to do it. Now you know the internet has given everybody who's ever wanted to release music the platform to do it, the ability, or, or to be an actor, or to be a trainer, or to be whatever you want right. to be to inspire. Regardless, in life. Of, regardless if it's successful or not, and that's exactly. the thing. Regardless of it, uh, uh, if you're going to be able to make a living off your art or not, the internet gives you a way to share your art. And have your art available yeah. to everybody in the world, regardless of if you're making money or, or if you're even living off the art or not. And exactly. that's the beauty of it. Yeah, just to voice opinions. You can get the opinion of people from New York. There was a point in time that we're, we're close to the West Coast. I didn't know what was going on. I didn't know the issues. I didn't know Florida was crazy. Like, there was things that I didn't know. And then the internet brings it out and you can see everything. Right. I did not know that people in Florida were eating each other. (laughs) I was blown when I found that on the internet. It really shook me. It was crazy. But but that's the type of things you find out on the internet, you know? The internet can be... I I like going down that rabbit hole sometimes, but sometimes I I scare myself with some of the stuff that I find on there. Yeah, it's... uh, it's a scary thing, but now it's a beautiful thing as well because the Sensei Said So website is now on the internet. True. So what we're going to do is we're going to take a musical break, we're going to listen to another track, and then we're going to come back and we're going to have more things. Mm-hmm. And y'all are going to click on that website. Subscribe. Fucking bonus smoke, all I do is bonus smoke. Fucking bonus. 
ballin' smoke All I do is ballin' smoke Fuckin' ballin' smoke Man, I'm a diamond of depression Can't nobody do it better Never end it, be some clever They been callin' since September They wanna lie, but I'm Japan They wanna dive into my mental They wanna talk about Lord Credential All of my nation shine like bezel I molly kill liquor weed That's the power, that's the power We got the drugs and drink, but fuck it, bring some more Been waiting at the free throw, you know I'm gone That was No Phase Me by Shadow the Ballin' Smoker. Yours truly. <laughs> As you know, songs that you like, songs that you want to listen to again, it's on the description. SenseiSaidSo.com is out, so please keep subscribing. Click it. You pick already it, know. Take it. We just want to touch on what we were just touching, talking about barely. Keep the internet pure. Please, we got to keep the Net internet neutrality, pure. neutrality, yes. It's keep it no pure. Do not do that. The other thing that we have to keep pure is marijuana. I don't think we think marijuana. Blood. Let's take a time. Amen. I even Amen. want to take a moment of silence for marijuana for a number of reasons. But let's talk about the first one. It's keeping other drugs at bay. No, actually not anymore. They're called, they call are, it the gateway drug, but, that, but that's obviously, you know, I don't. it's a lie. It's a gateway it's drug, a I think, for people who are chasing something. That chase that because, for example, I mean, when I was in high school, I started smoking marijuana at a very young, very. I was think I was like eleven or twelve when I started using marijuana on a regular basis, and then I knew people that were in school that didn't touch alcohol, marijuana, anything. Right at by the time I graduated high school, I did everything but 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 methamphetamines, and I've never touched a methamphetamine just because I've seen what it's done to my family. Mm -hmm. But I've noticed that a lot of the kids that graduated when they finally smoked that first joint, they felt like they needed to jump into everything else. And so they just chased everything. They drank more than anybody. And them knew. kids ain't got and, no sense. And Not the next sense and, in their body. Yeah, and then in a year later, they're like full-blown heroin addicts. But the thing about, because like, I, I smoked, I also smoked weed at, at a young age. I, the first time I ever smoked weed, I was, I was 11. Young as hell, you know? And I, I wasn't, I didn't become a weed smoker. I didn't, I didn't, I didn't just become all of a sudden a stoner, kept smoking weed, you know. I tried it, I got high, I, I understood, I felt, I felt what it was, but I didn't understand the use of it, you right. know. I was still naive and, and, you know, but it didn't gateway me, it didn't gateway me to, to, to you know, smoking crack. It didn't gateway right, me to, right. to, to be an alcoholic. What I've never understood was how is it more of a gateway drugs and alcohol because you can look at alcohol and say the same thing and if you're going to look at alcohol then you can look at the consumption of like soda root beer like right. these all things we could look at a gateway really anything right so i think it's silly that they try to use it as a gateway drug but there are actual drugs that are out here destroying the world right. killing little kids killing rappers like right. i mean i know that you're into hip-hop you see what's going on what do you feel about the drug culture just in general Drug culture, I mean, it, that's that's rock and roll. You know what I mean? It, it's way farther than it was ever. I mean, right. with the hip hop. I mean, you know, the the blues guys were the reefers. You know, <laughs> like, you know, guys that were playing blues were associated with smoking weed. And then, you know, you had people like Johnny Cash who was taking pain pills. I mean, it's just always have kind of been there with drug culture. Um, and I and I I'm all about glorifying certain importance of it. And if it's really about people's life, but it's sometimes I think that as a, as a having a platform to speak about it, I think sometimes it's a little misused as far as what's okay. I feel like it's it's taken a turn that no one could have expected. Right? Who didn't expect this? I, why why would we well, not have well, expected I mean, this? I get that. Though, like a, we're we're one song talking about Molly Perkins. We and we just, spent a whole. A whole generation talking about R.I.P. Bun B. I mean, R.I.P. Pimp C. I was like, what happened? <laughs> no, Bun B. A lot. <laughs> day, keep it trill. <laughs> but R.I.P. Pimp C. You know, and we all knew. We all knew what happened to Pimp C. We all knew how he died. We all knew the situation, and we still let Lil Wayne sip syrup and have seizures. We knew. We knew what it was going down. 
The me, problem is I feel like we just don't care until we see the reality of, 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 what, of what it really can do to somebody. You know, it's all it's it's all fun and games until somebody gets hurt. Essentially, in in, in the drug culture, I feel like you know, yeah. I feel like people are like, well, just because you do drugs and you overdose doesn't mean I'm a I'm overdose on the drugs I do. You know, just because right. you talk about doing all these drugs and partying doesn't mean the drugs I do then and, and and how I party is the same way. You know, but it, you know, but realistically, it is. It's all under the same umbrella. But in America, we feel like. We feel like, well, if I move it in, in, in a different way and I'm still successful, then his downfall is never going to be my downfall. Right. And I think there was more of a curtain back then. I think there was more like this person does drugs, but that's because he is he's the rock star. He's right. doing this and that. But right. you look at it like we don't even have child stars anymore. The children who are popping now are popping now. Right. <laughs> like Popping them now. It, it's like you look at Lil Pump, Gucci Gang. He had a, a Xanax bar as a, a birthday cake. We 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 when we did the low pump show when we when we uh, low pump slid through to the city. Shout out to him and we did that show at the complex. There was so many kids that were just passing out. It looked like a, like it, someone let a landmine off. It in was the... crazy. I had never seen so, and it wasn't heat stroke. I was in there. It was not that hot. No. <laughs> we well, damn sure was not Shout out to the complex. <laughs> <laughs> but what I would tell you is them little, them little kids geeked off the shits, was really out there fading and falling out because of because of the culture, because of who they were idolizing. And it's like, damn. Right. It's and, crazy. And, and see, that's the change of it. Because, like, you know, like, I was a big Sublime fan. And Bradley Noel passed away from a heroin overdose. But he called that shit. Like, if you were a fan and you listened to his music, he openly talked about how it was destroying his life. You know, he he didn't glorify it. And I think it would have been a little bit different if he was on there, like, talking shit. about how much he loved it. This shit, is, <laughs> this shit is fire, man. Like, you know what I mean? And that's where the big change comes because marijuana is something to be thankful for because there's so much that it offers. It's so more, many benefits. Yeah, it's, it, yeah. It's, it's medicinal, exactly. Right. There's more properties to it. You can break it down. Chemically, you can do so much with, you know, THC and, and, and cannabis oil and, you know, right. you can do a lot. Hey, you know what? I want to hear more, like, Nate Dogg influence. Motherfuckers talking about smoking weed every day opposed to popping pills because that that's a terrible alternative to, to pain. You know what I mean? Like, Utah itself didn't start posting billboards about opiates and pills until bishops and pe- and white people of importance started getting hooked on drugs. Sorry, When dying. people's grandmas started ODing on pain pills yeah. or needing heroin and hitting up the person from the wrong side of the tracks to get a balloon of heroin because they can't afford their prescription is when they finally took notice. They didn't give a fuck when, when people in the ghetto or the wrong side of the tracks were popping pills or selling them. Nobody cared. But when it became mainstream and then all these other their other kids get influenced by it and the wrong children get influenced by it now they have a problem with it now they want to put billboards up and talk about it but they want to shy away from marijuana for what though because even in the article when they said that uh, when we voted we tried to get marijuana passed the first time last year the response from the church and the ones influenced by the church was we're afraid of the unforeseen risks of letting this go but it's like you're ignoring the fucking foreseen risks <laughs> right. that are happening right, right in front yeah. of you. Our state, we're dying ODing at a at alarming rate. Alarm. Ratios that are higher than anywhere in the nation. But we're turning a blind eye to something because of the stigma. So we want to be thankful for marijuana right. because we want to break down the stigma. And of make it. sure make sure when the bill comes up to vote, y'all go out and y'all vote. Please go sign. Do, They've we been do, at the we, college we, we, need you, we need your guys' support. That's that's the reason we have a platform is for is for movements like this you know yeah. this, this is something we're going to help in the city and when and when it does happen y'all are going to listen back and be like yes we were a part of it so make sure y'all go and y'all vote we are thankful for marijuana and it helps it helps i, I mean i smoke i smoke for various reasons it's not just because i want to get high and get the rush i mean i was an athlete my back hurts now i don't play as much i don't Speaking do as of much athletes like- let me give it let me give it thanks to alan iverson I would like greatest I'm very, basketball player. I'm thankful of all for time. Allen Iverson because he brought the whole swag to the NBA. Russell Westbrook, James Harden, none of them would be dressing like they dress without Allen Iverson coming in with the braids. Hey, you talking about the braids and the? Well, we'll get into that. Let's <laughs> let's, let's listen to some music and we're gonna hold that and don't. And then we're gonna talk a little bit about AI and his influence on the NBA. Cause I like that. Let's get it. 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 Let's get it.
Never disrespected, bitch, I'm too connected. Never disrespected in my city, I'm too connected. Never disrespected, bitch, I'm too connected. Never disrespected in my city, I'm too connected. And I'ma put that on clan. I'ma put that on my clan, you bitch. And I'ma put that on clan. I'ma put that on my clan, you bitch. And I'ma put that on clan. I'ma put that on my clan, you bitch. And I'ma put that on clan. I'ma put that on my clan, you bitch. Never disrespected, bitch. I'm too connected. Never disrespected in my city. I'm too connected. And I'ma put that on clan. I'ma put that on my clan, you bitch. Tune in, tune in to the Sensei Said So Show. Last night we turned the studio into a sweatshop. My team working. The other night we turned the venue into a war zone. My feet hurting. I don't really understand y'all. Some of y'all are perplexing. Never seen your ass offline, but you the one that's still flexing. And I be up in my zone, you bitch. When I'm up, I see ghosts, you bitch. Y'all be talking about the simple life, but be the one doing the most, you bitch. And I don't expect y'all to give me nigga. Nice shots of like 50 nigga Smoke like a mud hippie nigga And the blunt looking real splitty nigga And I'ma put that on clan That's too early for the fucking hook Told your ass that I got the vision And now I gotta get your ass to look And I've been so stoned like I smoked on Medusa Hold up, all I know about the smoke Always seen that life in my future, know what? And I'ma put that on clan I'ma put that on my clan, you bitch And I'ma put that on clan I'ma put that on my clan, you bitch And I'ma put that on clan I'ma put that on my clan, you bitch And I'ma put that on clan I'ma put that on my clan, you bitch Never disrespected Bitch, I'm too connected Never disrespected in my city I'm too connected Never disrespected Bitch, I'm too connected Never disrespected in my city I'm too connected And I'ma put that on clan, yo, what? Hey. That was Vio Sensei, yo Sensei. That's a new hot one. Make sure y'all catch that one coming soon. You know, we gotta keep that for the clan, for the people listening to the podcast. I like that more podcast listeners are coming out to the shows. We've been seeing more and more podcast listeners out, and it's dope. It's dope. Y'all y'all actually my favorite. Cause you listen, <laughs> you you tune into the conversation. So keep subscribing, keep tuning into the website. If you don't already know it, sensei said so.com. Yeah. Well, we were talking about AI. Yes, sir. The infamous The crossover king. The we answer. have a lot to be thankful for AI. You said he changed the style of hip hop I mean of the NBA. He did that in two ways. One, the hair, the swag. He was the first to come in with the tattoos. Right. But also, he pissed off so many white people coming into board meetings and press conferences and throwback jerseys <laughs> that he instituted the the dress code. The and now dre- everyone a fashion a guy. Dress code for him. <laughs> so MCC, I know you're an AI fan. You actually yeah. got some pretty favorable opinions about the answer. Yeah, no, he, in my opinion, I mean, was the greatest person I've ever seen handle the rock. He could shoot. He could take you to the hole. He was had that that one step speed that would just blew my mind. And I feel, honestly feel like the league purposely did him the way that they did. Um, oh yeah, yeah. I mean, think oh, about yeah. it. Mike, Michael Jordan was great, right? But Michael Jordan didn't become what Michael Jordan was until they put the team around him. You know, until they got Pippen and Kukoc and Rodman. You know, they put a team around him. Who who did AI ever have? Eric Snow. Mc- he had Aaron McKee. Did Kembe Matumbo? <laughs> old ass Matumbo. Old ass Matumbo though. Like hello, old Matumbo. Their philosophy. That though. was that was my. I was. Um, I was. I grew up with seventy sixers fans, so we're not going to disrespect my old sixers. <laughs> you can disrespect now. You can you can disrespect the sixers now. They whatever. We Celtics just got the dub. Well, their philosophy but, was because AI was going to take 35, 42 shots a game, and you knew I already knew that. Yeah. You, so their to, philosophy yeah. was we're going to put four players around him who don't mind not shooting and can play defense. <laughs> and they got they found the best ones they could. But I want to ask you, how do you think AI would do now in the league? Yeah. Fresh, fresh legs. MVP. Yeah, we'll say. Uh, I mean, prime. We're only going to talk about prime. Man, athletes today are just so more, so much more than what they were, and that's what kills me in the argument of when people are like, "Well, twenty years ago in the eighties, these athletes." No, man, these people today, these athletes right. today, and I think AI could could hang with them. These athletes today, I mean, he would he would be dominant because there are so many people that he could put around him that would just. Yeah, if you put the right squad, if AI was on the Sixers now, go ahead and do that on 2K. You can do it. I've yeah. done it. Nice. <laughs> AI and Ben Simmons together. 
Yeah. AI, I mean, when you look at, if you look at it like a tree of different styles, AI has a great tree. Because, you know, you have like Jordan's tree goes to like Kobe, T-Mac, Vince Carter, DeMar DeRozan, so on and so forth. Steve Nash's tree goes to like Jason Kidd and now like Ricky Rubio, Lonzo right. as the pass for his point guards. Right. But AI's tree, I mean, you have like AI, uh, Kyrie, Russell Steph. Westbrook, no, Russ is not. They do not play like. You're crazy. Russ is a whole. Russ doesn't no. play like Allen Iverson. What do you mean? Allen Iverson, Allen was Iverson told him guy. that. They'll never send told Russ. You they play with the up. same aggression, but AI, it's just hard to compare them because Russ if is just so much more dominant. If you're putting those lines down there, a, he, Russ doesn't belong to anybody else's besides Iverson. Oscar Robertson. No. He the big the O. The big man? No. The, the, what? Who? Oscar Robertson. Russell Westbrook? Yeah. Belongs in Oscar Robertson's what? You know who Oscar Robertson is? The big O. Yes. yes. The one that averaged the triple-double. Just right, like but, the guy but, who but just he was a big the, man. No, he wasn't. He's a guard. What, Oscar what, Robinson was, was like 6'6", supreme athlete for his time, was doing everything for his team. Of course. There's not been a player like Russell Westbrook since the Big O, but Russell Westbrook is just a little bit stronger, faster, and more athletic. But AI couldn't. AI, was, AI doesn't want any sort of problems with the Russell Westbrook. Well, well it's a small man's game this, the, the now. You know what I mean? The, the big man played a big part for a long time right? In, in basketball, and I think that that could work in his favor, too, especially when shooting the rock now is, is such a such a big part of the game. Right. You know, like, the, the craziest thing, I've seen it transition. Like, I, I'm not the greatest basketball player myself, but I try to go play some pickup games, right. and I've noticed these younger kids, they're all influenced by, like, Steph Curry and the shot. You know what I mean? Like, they, whoever that takes the ball will take it down and shoot it three. Right. That's all day, all game long. Dunking's not even that cool anymore. Like, <laughs> you'd rather go in and do a floater, hit the jelly fam, or, like, throw throw up a hook shot or something right. rather than go up and dunk or shoot the three. Yeah. It's, he, it really is changing the game, and it's changing the way we all thought, and AI had a big part of it. Yeah. Speaking yeah, about yeah, changing yeah. the game, not only did AI bring culture in terms of how he looked on the court he also brought hip-hop into the nba yes then hip-hop style but hip-hop also got changed by a man that we need to thank his name is t-pain t-pain and we have to put respect Teddy. on t-pain's name because he did an interview recently and they asked him about what he I'd thought about <laughs> i'd buy him a drink they said what do you think about today's hip-hop and he said it's me and all sound like me. They all sound like me. So let me ask you, I mean, did you listen to T-Pain? What are your thoughts on T-Pain and his career? I listened to a lot of T-Pain because my old lady listened to a lot of T-Pain. Um, but where I found a lot of respect for him is I had to look past what he was doing on the radio. Right. And actually look into the artist that he actually was. And that man has an amazing voice. He's super soulful. And he's just a powerful person. He's a great speaker. He's a very knowledgeable person. And I think that once people kind of, once for myself, once I cut down like that image that they paint for him on, on the radio. And the image he painted for himself. And he himself. did buy a big ass chain chain called Big Ass Chain. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> Top hat guy. <laughs> you know, but I mean, but that's just, that's just part of the culture though. I mean, dress and fly, hip hop and, and, and dressing well has been, you know, it's, the real revolution, Adidas has a lot to thank for hip hop. And T-Pain did the same thing for New Age shit. So I think once I finally broke down my own biasism with it and really looked at him, I really appreciated T-Pain as an artist. Um, and I think like what he does now, I mean, he did. I mean, he, the way his, his persona is in everything that you see that's, that's New Age. Now, he was one of the main headliners that made hip hop as mainstream as it is now. You know what I mean? Hip hop is in everything now. Right. Country music wants to try to sound like hip hop. Pop music basically is just hip hop. And that all bridged with T-Pain. So let me ask you, Shadow, do you think T-Pain makes the Dreadhead Mount Rushmore as greatest <laughs> Dreadhead art, one of the greatest Dreadhead artists? I think, oh, one of the greatest Dreadhead artists? Yeah. Oh, it doesn't matter what genre? Yeah, I mean, oh, huh. we only do about two genres. <laughs> <laughs> Not that many dreadheads that belong to that many genres. I don't know. I mean, Keith Urban had, had dreads, a dread mullet. I would, I would put T Pain up there. I would put T Pain up there just because, just because of 
how responsible he is for the new sound. You right. know, if it if it would have switched a whole different direction and 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 you know would have veered off the same sound. Jay Z would have killed know. him or something with right. the auto tune. You know, if, yeah, if somebody would have came around and killed auto tune, like you know, jerking was popping and it was hot, and then it died. You know, and nobody heard of it again. So it was. If it was like that, then I don't. Then T Pain, I wouldn't have put T Pain up there. But because T Pain really is the pioneer of this new sound, he he got to be up there. It'd be disrespectful to not put him up there when he went through so much shit. They were he all they were all, all telling him, bro, this isn't even hip hop what you're doing. How could you dare disrespect any type of vocals like this? Blah blah blah. How could you disrespect a track like this? They were on his right. neck for using auto tune, talking about you're not even a real artist. <laughs> Just, right. just out here <laughs> slanting this man like he could not sing and had been singing live at all the shows. It was crazy, but yes, because he went through that T Pain, we are thankful for you. We, we got to be thankful for T Pain. So we're gonna jump into a little bit more music as we take our thanks for Alan Iverson, T Pain, and everybody else that we talked about, and then we'll continue the episode of the Sensei Said So Show. My nigga. Any bitch in here I get Any blunt we smoke we lit Every drink you see is mixed Bitch I'm lit, I'm lit, I'm lit 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 Any bitch in here I get Every blunt you smoke we lit Every drink you see is mixed Bitch I'm lit, I'm lit, I'm lit 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 Bitch I'm lit, I'm lit I'm lit. My, 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 my dress gon' hang, I feel like Wayne, nigga, watch my shoes All black Tim look like combat boots, always rollin' in the Jeep, lookin' like a platoon And then Nina talk shit like Excuse my nigga, he got the hair trigger, I'm chillin' with Billy She see my story, she wanna come kick it Oh, that's your girl, well, I'm sorry, my nigga, not sorry, my nigga She must've been a fan of the bars I was spittin' Got girls on girls on girls, doin' girl on girl And they fuckin' with all of my niggas Cuttin' the cheese, splittin' the difference Money is money, just handle your business Make your life easy, by money your business I threw it that curse Split it right down the middle, bitch. Addicted to spinning, addicted to women who got the submissions, don't want a commitment. I'm too much to tell me at first I admit it, but really don't think I could change up while living. Buying new shoes, new snapbacks, new fitters. Share with my pistol to set up again. Cash like a shares, I ain't using no debit. Should work on my credit, but fucking need leverage. Needing that lettuce, my girl need that dressing. Got bills on top bills, I should go, boy. I'm stressing, been hustling the earth just to keep up with rent. Oh, my oats is IT that have experience. Shout out my G for Ruby for these niggas. We dropped the EP that we killing these niggas. Been killing the bitches, been killing the woes. Just so they know me don't fuck with the swamp Funny how time fly, now I'm just bound sky high Not saying the eyeball, but Cartier cover my eyeball Man, I can't see y'all Back in the day, used to crush on the call Try to impress her with songs that I wrote Could've won Grammys and still be a no man It probably ain't hope that a nigga was broke Females can't get off, said they mans can't get them off Just show days can't get them off Man, my girl right here get lost Can't have Nick, but take your pick Every nigga with the shits Every bitch competition Lick up what we sippin' Bartender ain't on the clock Ain't from Texas, still tippin' Mess all merchants in this bitch Literally she on my dick Money come, we all go go While I'm here, I'm stackin' it Investin' something, flip the shit Y'all ain't on my level, bitch That was lit Swell Merchants they were on the last episode, so if you missed that, go back, listen to that one. They so, just dropped their album. Make sure y'all go check that out. And they just dropped their album. So I brought it up. We started talking about this this Dread Mount Rushmore. You can call it a Dread Hall of Fame. You know, the, the conversation doesn't just happen on, on wax. We take it off wax, and we have these conversations as well. And it got us thinking. One, we got to be thankful for Dreads because, damn, they're lit. Dreads are lit. So we got thinking, Life. who would be in the Dread Hall of Fame? Who would be the Dread Mount Rushmore? We asked if T-Pain would be, and I think T-Pain should be in it T-Pain, as well. T-Pain in both. Rushmore, Hall of Fame, the the trophy case, the whatever you need, T-Pain in it. MC Say, what was your first? My first pick would be, would be Bob. Bob? Yeah. Okay. Bob what was Bob. your introduction to Dreads? Was Bob the first Dreads? Or? Yeah, yeah. That and uh, Lennox Lewis. Lennox Lewis. Hey. <laughs> <laughs> Probably one of one of the greatest heavyweight uh, boxers that I that I got to watch growing up. Um, but that was like the first time that I ever remember it being very popular. But, but to me, like it's crazy. But to me, like dreadlocks in the nineties was like white people in rock bands, man. Grunge like, shit, <laughs> yeah, like grunge shit. <laughs> they like, stole uh, it. 
all the dudes from Corn had like dreadlocks and you know what I mean or like box braids. Um, but then two uh, was it a uh, poetic justice? Those were more box braids, huh? On, yeah, probably. Yeah, yeah. Busta for sure. He but, yeah. he was one of the first dress that I had seen. But I don't know. Does he make? Would he make the dress? If let's call it a Hall of Fame, because Rushmore is four, and there's so many iconic many. dress that we don't we don't want to limit it to just folks. We gonna make so, it a hall, a hall of fame, a hall of dread. We are gonna have our inclusions. <laughs> this is the the first class of the dread hall of fame. So KRS in the one. inaugural class, KRS One would be a great one. Bob Marley, we said. Bob Marley's a half too. T Pain. T-Pain for sure. I'm going to throw in there Lil Wayne. I think Wayne goes. Weezy F. I talk a lot of shit about Lil Wayne. He shouldn't make... Oh, I sh- I'm not even going to go there. I'm not even going to open up that door. <laughs> he has, in my opinion, more of an inclusion into the Dread Hall of Fame than any other Hall of Fames you could think of. I'll let that sit. <laughs> Gary Oldman. And we'll take that. In the movie True Romance. Who is ever that? Seen that? Gary Oldman. Gary Oldman is your favorite character in any movie you've ever seen that he's ever played in. He is such a universal role, but uh, there's a movie called yeah, True he Romance. Was, uh, he was in Batman. He was Professor he was, Gordon. He was Gordon. He yeah. was uh, Sirius what? Black in uh, the Harry Potter series. No, we don't, we don't um, watch the Harry He Potter. doesn't get it. Let me pull this we up. Don't, we don't know them. Sorry, Gary Oldman. <laughs> we uh, don't know them. We'll say... Maybe next class. Next class. Marshawn Lynch. Mar- oh yeah, the, the pride of Oakland, the pride of the of the town. There's one inclusion that I really would love to add, but he got his dread so late, and that's Snoop. Snoop Lion. I mean, he always had the braids, but when he transitioned to Snoop Lion, like, I does <laughs> Snoop make it? I does he still have him? He took him out, didn't no, he? He, he still, still has him? him. Yeah. Then then I think that I think. We can count him. Snoop Lion. If it, but you better keep him, Snoop. Don't play with us. Don't you dare play with us, Snoop. Don't ever take him out because that's how that's breaking code. Never, never do that. You never cut your power locks. I got a controversial one. I will I won't lie. I mean, part of the reason why I wanted to get dreads is I, I learned about the symbolism and it being my roots connected to where my inspiration, just like a tree has its roots to a source of inspiration and a source of nutrients. Our dreads are our roots to source of nutrients in the universe but one of the reasons why i wanted to get dreads was watching the don't like video and seeing chief keith and the gbe boys going throwing their dreads around in the kitchen (laughs) so does chief keith make the dread inaugural class or do we gotta hold him off because We'd have to have I mean, two chains I too. Mean, then. I mean, oh, two chains. Yes, how I leave two chains out of there. Two chains. To be honest, Chief Keef, Chief Keef is in there because Chief Keef was the face of the drill movement. So he he essentially you can't really put nobody else in there. So he has to be in there. It's, it's about not Lil like, John. Oh, Lil John is crunk. But Lil John in there. Lil John yeah, is, is Lil, Lil John, John for show in there. Did you listen to crunk music? Well, <laughs> John, what? Yeah, crunk music and the, a big fan of what came out of the South. Yes, um, yes. In, in the ni- in the early two thousands too, um, was great. And then, but even deeper than that, I mean, you know, like SPM. Um, you know, I, I was a big fan of what they were doing in, over there in Houston. And the great thing about Houston, which I see a lot of here, is that people like the local scene out there is. They show love to their local people. Right. And it's, it's huge. Like those guys were famous before they ever made it to MTV. Right. So there's artists out there that have seven platinum albums and they haven't even left their city yet in some places because <laughs> yeah. they got so much support. And don't need to. Don't need to. We got we gotta put Flock in there. Even though Flock. he just said he's not black and he going off the deep end or well, whatever. Well, hopefully them dreads are real, Walker. So <laughs> don't don't hit us with no outrageous shit talking about yeah, these <laughs> these are these are tie-ons. Play with us. I loved that era of music. Can I can I be thankful for like two thousand and three to like two thousand and nine? Yeah. It was such a lit time for music. Like I mean, we've MC say we've talked, I mean of course off air and everything like that and Anybody who's listened knows that you have a, a deep wealth and knowledge of music. My wealth and knowledge of music was really shaped by 2003 to about 2009. I mean, you gave me DMX. You gave me all of the crunk sounds, all of the trill stuff. Like, I think one of the greatest hip-hop albums that ever 
occurred during that time was the college dropout. Love that album. Kanye West's first album was yeah. amazing. It shaped so much of that era in hip hop. Um, but he got Mace to come back. Welcome back. Uh, you know, that album Mace. was that album was uh, He came back and was just like, oh, you know, I can be kind of fresh schoolboy status and come back. <laughs> and came back, man. Yeah, that was a good time. I loved College Jabba. That was such a great album. Mm-hmm. One of the one of the first albums I actually ever owned. I mean. What were you listening to when you were giving your everybody? You know, you were giving your computer all types of viruses and diseases. LimeWire. Lime I don't even want to know what I put my dad's computer through. <laughs> Jeez, we we had we had the um, the computer tech guy on call. He was there every two weeks to just cleaning the computer because of all the because of all the shit I was downloading. But yeah, what are we, are we talking about? Oh three, oh four, early. I was probably listening to. Uh, Lil Wayne, I was I was still listening to Lil Wayne to be honest. Carter I was, too. I was yeah. big. <laughs> I was big Lil Wayne. I listened to Tech Nine a lot back then. Mm-hmm. I'm I not remember. even gonna lie. Yeah, you were you I, were Tech Nine stand. <laughs> I thought Tech Nine was the greatest rapper ever. I really <laughs> thought he was the. But I respect Tech, Tech Nine. Tech. I have yeah. a lot of respect for Tech Nine in the business and the moves he makes. Not much a fan of your music, but I don't have to be. <laughs> I'd honestly, I'd rather respect someone's business more than like their music ten out of ten times. Like give a fuck about your music like you making moves you have infrastructure you're doing big things you're doing things the right way right you creating lineage and i listen to wealth i Hell listen yeah. to um wu-tang too a yeah. lot back i listen to method man i, I was I, I really liked method man a lot for some reason not for some reason because for he's lit. dope reasons dope. exactly yeah, who know. are you listening to <laughs> Around like 2003 to 2009. Yeah, the golden era. I, um, I just got the internet. The listen, golden era. <laughs> Shout out to Vince Staples. He put it on wax. Um, I was listening to probably like a lot of Atmosphere, Idea and Abilities, um, Brother Ali. Brother Ali. Word, um, word. Trick Daddy. Hey, yes. Trick Lutta Kid. I was on Trick Daddy. Yeah. Jay-Z. Jay-Z is the whole reason why I really got into hip hop. Um, he had a big influence on your style? Yeah. Uh, Jay Z was a big one for me. Um, Kanye West, college dropout. Yeah, Kanye. Uh, was- late registration. I don't think he ever topped his first two albums. To me, I <laughs> I, I know that's a pretty popular opinion. I feel like it's very uh, it's very polarizing. You get people who love this emotional Kanye Kardashian shit he's doing now, <laughs> and then you got the people who are like, I want revolutionary for the people Kanye back. real real right. content new sound yes how he used to do and M M was a big one too Eminem was somebody that I listened to a lot back then and yeah I had Tech 9 Angelic album I bumped Angelic that I bumped that thing. I bumped that album super hard he used to uh, yeah I was I was I was big I was big on Bow Wow. I listened to Bow Wow back then. I know I, I know Bow Wow crashed. When I was that man. Age. I know he crashed and he lying about jets and whatnot now. But Bow Wow had bars. Really, I, Bow Wow had bars. Ice Cube. I listened to a lot of Ice Cube back yeah. then too. I remember trying to crip walk to a bunch of Ice Cube checks. <laughs> Ice Cube had to jump in. <laughs> I listened to a lot of music from the South. You know the Trillvilles. The Lil Scrappy before before Lil Scrappy became a reality star when he was talking about you don't want no problems. Yeah, Lil Scrappy. Ti. Oh yeah, I always listen to Ti. Ti was always on my. We gotta thank the South. What was? Yes, thank you, the South. South South changed the game too. It opened up a lot of a lot of things. Um, We can thank the South, but we we're on the West. We can thank the West too. We We might as well thank all the coasts. (laughs) Yeah, but that was. You got to give thanks to the West Coast, too, because without the West Coast, you know, the South, the South wouldn't arose like it rose. Right. Really, you know, because on the, I know it had the whole West East beef thing, but the West was still powerful because we had Dr. J and NWA and, and, and West Side Connection, like they were talking about. And, right. You know, they, we had, a, what was his name? Shock G was popping. The right. West had even right. Shock G out there popping. Y'all even <laughs> know who that Boogie. is. You know, like, like we had people out there that you wouldn't even know that were popping. Yeah. And then, and then, uh, Andre 3000 and then Big Boy and Outcast linked up, linked up with Dr. Dre and them and then connected with, with the West and then the South just 
took a whole well, what new What I think slant. happened was Outkast's biggest influence was they legitimized the South. Because the South was always bumping. They had yeah. music, but they got he was slept their own, on. Right. When you would rap, but you're rapping in the Southern accent, you have that Southern the swang to you. It, it makes people, especially because New York, for some reason, was the, like the cultural opinion of hip-hop. And so when they would hear the slang, when they would hear the rhetoric from the South, they looked down upon it. Right. So when Outkast came really spitting that articulate, you know, giving you all that, the music that they were giving you, that's where it opened up the door and people said, oh, people from the South can actually rap. And then you right. got like T.I., Scarface, all these people come in. They're like, we're not just dancing. We're right. not just making turn up music. We're not drinking out of gasoline cans and pimp cups every song. <laughs> like some of us are really out here rapping. Yeah. Even like a Lil Flip. Say what you want about Lil Flip. Lil Flip had bars back in the day. I don't know what Lil Lil Flip and burgers now, but I don't. (laughs) But back in the day, Lil Flip used to go busy. But it's kind of hard, though, because if we were to have people from the South here, they would all think we were crazy because it's been like we were talking earlier. It's been such a huge part of their culture out there and their hip hop is very branded to certain parts of the South. Like DJ, like DJ Screw revolutionized Texas, changed the game out there. With the chopped and screw that chopped and screw shit literally started this whole new movement that is the 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 epiphany of hip hop to slight people in Texas when it comes to Southern rap. It trumps everything. And that's what's so beautiful about hip hop. We talked about this a little bit off air earlier about how, because you asked me like, how do you, do you fucks with this new age shit? You know? Right. And, and somebody from my standpoint, I get a little annoyed when people from my era or my age always look down on it. And they're always like, man, this shit ain't hip hop. This, well, it's all the same. It's all just a branch from the same tree, right? It's just this beautiful side of it. It's just something different. And we talked about it earlier. It's just where hip hop is now is literally just put it in such a mainstream way right. that that everybody back in my era and what, what we were doing before wanted to do. Right. It's hard to it's hard to even deny the success of of, of hip hop nowadays. You know, regardless of what you want to say about it, you look at it and you're like, damn, it's everywhere. It's everywhere. everywhere. It's catchy. It's popping. It's lucrative. It's, you know, like. It's everything. So you know. So to anybody in any any era that says anything about it, you, you look like haters. We need to break <laughs> up hip hop into more genres. I think it's just too basic. We right. need to have like adult contemporary hip hop. <laughs> really? <though. laughs> we well, they that. did it with rock and roll. <laughs> That's right? what I'm saying. Yeah. Yeah. If you just you can make everybody genres are are a man made thing. Open it up. Make different versions of it. We have hip hop and rap, and I really don't know the difference. Right. But it's like open it up. Have new age hip hop. Adult contemporary hip hop, whatever Indie like hip-hop. right, like how they used to have. They used to have, it, they used to have like R and B, you know, hip hop and R and B, and now and and now there's this new age R and B that is essentially the same as hip hop, but now it's just R and B instead and of giving it its own now more, more melodic, more, like, and which is singing more. So it's like R and B and hip hop are damn near the I same miss thing R&B nowadays. Though. I miss the boys to men days. Let's thank R and B for sure. <laughs> let's let's. Let's think what we got, because the kids that we have, that, I mean, I don't know if you have any kids. I have a daughter. The kids that you guys may have and that I have, they don't, they're not going to have what we had. We grew up right. when R&B was the shit. Yeah, I grew up in just a powerful time of music. And my family, luckily for me, I grew up with, with parents who were very passionate about music. I had a father who was... Mr. Hardcore Rock and Roll guy. So rock and roll and was the big part of my life. But my mom was straight up like old school music. Like, you know, when Sam Cooke came on, that shit, that meant your ass was cleaning. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like when, when that music yeah. came on, but it played such a big part in my life and knowing that. And then like, you know, R&B music and soul music. And now it has changed a little bit. But yeah, I mean, that was just a big part of me growing up that if I do have children, that is something that definitely got to instill them with the roots of where it all started because yeah. I think that means a lot to people to be able to feel music like that and I guess that's kind of like my only criticism with music today is a lot of it is something that I don't I can't passionately feel like it doesn't like with so much the, everything that's going on in the world right now you would think that more people would want to use their platform to fight against it like they did in the 60s man right you know what I mean like to have that voice right. but it, it's not something that, that resonates but I think that's something that you have to hold on to is like that R&B stuff just Oh man, it was just so it good. It just doesn't make you feel the same as yeah. it as it did before. Music doesn't have the same impact to touch as many emotions as it, what it used to do. Right. But you've alluded to a couple of times that you make music and your musical influence. Let's go ahead and let's actually give the people one of your songs. Okay. 
Let's play one of your tracks. If you want to cue them up, let them know what it is. Let them know where they can find it. Yeah, so this is on SoundCloud under MC Say. It was a song that I did with my good buddy Johnny Noter, a.k.a. J-Note. Um, it's called His Side or Two Sides to Every Story, and this will be His Side. So hope you all enjoy and we'll be and back. We'll be back. Yeah, she the type to bring the heat to the night. Pure hype with the style so nice. Got the whole mess of cats trying to spit at her right. All night they pour their hearts into the poems that they write. Others fast talk, hope she feeling the vibe. Others spend a little time in her life. Many have, many tried, and there'll be many more. So you can't ignore the beauty of her soul. Cause she seems so pure in the source of herself. Melts my heart cause it's love that I felt. Choking on the words, nervous at first. Second I flirt so she might by the third watch and deserve spitting game through a verse no shame in the thirst cause I wanna be hers no shame in the thirst cause I wanna be hers no time for pick up the punchlines hesitate you'll get left behind never have I ever met a girl so fine said never have I ever met a girl so fine she's bumping something got the baseline running house full of suitors got the whole room jumping it's nothing I'm blushing I'm feeling your vibe I know I got your eye girl cause you caught mine she's bumping something got the baseline running house full of suitors and the whole room's jumping it's nothing I'm blushing I'm feeling your vibe I know I got your eye girl cause you caught mine this is this is since said so show Moment I met you, it's been us too. And no, I ain't the only one, cause I ain't no fool. Trying to play cool, knowing that we ain't exclusive. Except to anybody like proof it. Have a few I approve and a you big ups. Some say it's too much, that she just be passing the buck. We see it as sharing the love. She got a touch, the only one who saved the wretch like us. Kept the faith through the struggle when it got too tough. Cause I bluffed every time I say I've had enough. We've came a long way, give you all that remains of myself to save From now to my dying days, here to the grave It's music, this mic and stage It's me, music, this mic and stage No time for pick up a punchline Hesitate, you get left behind Never have I ever met a girl so fine So never have I ever met a girl so fine No time for pick up a punchline Hesitate, you get left behind Never have I ever met a girl so fine So never have I ever met a girl so fine She's bumping, something got the baseline running House full of suitors, got the whole room jumping It's nothing, I'm blushing, I'm feeling your vibe I know I got your eye, girl, cause you got mine She's bumping, something got the baseline running House full of suitors, got the whole room jumping It's nothing, I'm blushing, I'm feeling your vibe I know I got your eye, girl, cause you got mine So that was MC Say. Appreciate you being here. Appreciate you joining us. Much Long overdue. We definitely yes. want to have you back. Great conversation. Uh, thanks, man. It's been a pleasure to be here. And it's been nice because I'm actually a fan of what you guys are doing out here. I think what you're, you know, I read a couple of articles with you guys and listened to your music. I'm actually truly a fan and thank appreciate you. what you guys are doing for the hip hop scene out here. Thank you. Thank you. We appreciate it. Our door is always open. You know, you have access to the dojo anytime you want to come chop it up. Mm-hmm. Definitely. Definitely. Thank you. So as you know, this is the Sensei Said So show. Everything that you listen to is on the website. So please keep checking it out. Share it with your friends because we know you're listening. But do you love the people around you if you're not sharing it with them as do well? Do you love them if, you, they, if you're not sharing it with them? You have the golden nugget and you're not going to share it with the world? Who are you? A, a villain, really. A villain. Kind of like Shadow the Villain. Y'all already know who it is. Shadow the Villain. Yeah, you see, you switched the order. You know? Are you serious? <laughs> I already switched it on you. So be thankful. The thankful episode of the Sensei Said So Show. I am your Sensei, Vio Sensei, 24 Dread Kage, the music clan. I'm going to yeah, be in the man. Hall of Fame soon. <laughs> tell him what tell him what it is. Yeah, y'all already know who it is. Shout out to the villain. Shout out Uchiha. Make sure y'all check out senseisaidso.com now. Now.
but he ain't here to stop. You are listening to the Sensei Said So Show. Tune in, tune in to the Sensei Said So Show. This is the Sensei Said So Show. Tune in to the Sensei Said So Show. Because this is the Sensei Said So Show. So tune in to the Sensei Said So Show. Right here at SenseiSaidSo.com Subscribe to SenseiSaidSo.com